0: You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning, everybody. And, uh, well, Father's Day and uh, blessings upon you. Uh, And uh, from our hearts to yours, a happy Father's Day. Um, I want to uh, just say this. Um, I'm so uh, thankful and blessed in these times of uncertainty and lots of fear uh, to have strong, clear voices And so I'm so um, thankful for, um, he doesn't like titles and he doesn't like us saying this, but for the father in the house, for Matt Doty. uh, uh, Happy Father's Day, Matt. I'm so thankful and uh, you're a blessing. I love you, mate. But thank you for the courageous uh, stance that you've taken on, on lately just to be a clear voice of sanity in a crazy world. Uh, I love you dearly and I just honour you as the father in the house, Matt, and thank the Lord for you. So uh, at the outset of this year, I, I asked the Lord what to preach on this year and the Lord put in my heart to preach on the return of the king. I, I, I like uh, I like movies and uh, um, I, I like all kinds of movies, but the return of the king and the trilogy um, really blessed my heart. So I want to preach on that today. I want to say at the outset, when we start preaching about end times and things like this, uh, that sometimes um, you know we we go we get this alarmist or conspiracy theorist kind of attitude towards it. I want to say I am not. I want to say we love you. I love you. And one of my favourite scriptures from one John four eighteen: perfect love cast out fear. Now, when we discuss end time things, when we look at the return of the King. Um, in my kind of 30 years experience, uh, been in ministry, and I hope you get my heart on this, we can reply from two things. There are two ways that we can respond out of this. Uh, the first one is to fo- focus on these end times. We look at snakes and dragons. We look at for the mark of the beast. We look at for the Antichrist. And it's all, can I say, fear-based. It produces fear in that. It produces intimidation. That kind of thinking, it is biblical. I want to say it is in the Bible. It's part of what we call apocalyptic scripture. Daniel, the book of Revelation, Matthew 24, 25, it's in there. But what it produces is kind of things were making us uh, terrified. I hope Jesus comes back soon. Beat me up, Scotty. But it also what it does, we find it as an affront that we start protecting our position and, 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 and our possessions that we are so intimidated that we think that everything is against us, that we start holding on to things instead of having a kingdom approach, uh, opening up our hands and saying, King Jesus, it's all about you. Can I say it's all about King Jesus? So the first one is kind of this end times approach uh, with fear and, and trepidation. The second one, and uh, you'll get it by my preach today, it's the camp that I am in. The focus is on the joyful return of King Jesus. And what are they that will be? Whilst we acknowledge that the sign of end times is all around us, there are signs of the end times all around us, and that the accuser of the brethren, Satan, the devil, is always trying to attack Uh, The kingdom of God. He's on the prowl. He's like a roaring lion. He's always accusing us, but our focus is on King Jesus, and the motivation, I believe, is the love of God. It's the joy of the Lord, and so we are with one. We're keeping our eyes steadfast on Jesus. But those who are expecting for the return of the Lord are not just sitting in fear full of the love of God, full of the Holy Spirit, full of the joy, as Gabby preached last week, are putting your hands on the plow in preparation for the return of the King. What can I do? How can I bring the love of Jesus to other people? How can we bring the grace of God to other people? Signs, wonders, discipleship, the fruit of the Spirit is all birthed in the love of God, not fear. Perfect love cast out fear. And so, when my eyes is on Jesus and my hand is on the plough, I'm no longer fearful about what's coming. My position is firmly rooted that I'm looking forward to the return of the King. Even in these days with vaccine and not vaccine, I've been I, I've I've had the immunisation. Now, I don't believe that it's the sign of the Antichrist. I don't believe that vaccine is the mark of the beast. Can I say that? We need to be uh, sane in our theology and in our biblical approach. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, let's listen to the voice of God. Can I say that? Let's be so focused on Jesus and not what every other voice, every conspiracy is saying around us. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It'll keep you sane. It'll keep your home, your spirit full of the joy of the Lord. All right. I got that one out of my chest. I feel a lot better right now. Jesus is going to return. And it says in Matthew 24, 36, but about the day and the hour, no one knows. So we don't know exactly when the return of the king will be. It says not even the angels in heaven, not the son, but only the father. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.2 says this, But you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. So on one hand, we know he's going to come, but we don't know when. But today I want to encourage us to be ready for the return of the king. Now, I will never be a mum, okay? I'm a dad. But I'm married to my beautiful Monica. We just celebrated 28 years. But I remember when she was expectant with Samuel and Josiah. The bags were packed at the door. Uh, We knew the Google Maps were in our phone, the quickest route to get to the hospital. We were so expectant, we were ready. Imagine if we could live like this, expectant for the return of the King. So having said that, I want to look at four things right now. The promise of his return, the preparation for his return, the pain for not preparing, and the prize for those who are well prepared and get busy right now, right now, hands on on the plough for the return of the Lord. So I'm going to read a whole bunch of scriptures. I hope you open your Bibles. I hope you're reading your Bibles right now because I want to say, you want to listen to anything, listen to this right now. This is the roadmap. Basic instructions before leaving earth. So let me start. Revelation 22, 7. This is Jesus speaking. Are you ready? Not the media. Not not Facebook or Instagram. The King of Kings. King Jesus. And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. In verse 12 of chapter 22. Behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me. Revelation 22.20, he who testified to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen, Lord Jesus, come. This is the King of Kings in the last book of the Bible says, Look, I'm coming. Get ready. Get busy. Get full of the joy of the Lord. Matthew 25.31-33, But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on on His glorious throne. All the nations, I love that, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates sheep from goats. One more, 1 Thessalonians 4.16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Oh, church, what a day that will be. What a day when we get to see King Jesus face to face. Can you imagine that? Now, I love worship at Melbourne Lights Church. I think we rock as a church. But that day, we're going to be worshipping with Jesus. Imagine millions of people of all nations, colour skins, men, women, we're going to be worshipping around the throne room. Is your name in the book of life? I pray it is that you live expectant with the return of the Lord. Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 are interesting scriptures in the Bible. We're going to look a little bit at both chapters. But in Matthew 24, he gives us some signs of the end times. If he says he's coming, Matthew 24 gives us some some kind of brush strokes. And again, it's not about fear, but it's about being prepared and being busy right now Getting on with the business affairs of the Father. John 10:10 says this, My sheep know me by my voice. And the mandate of Jesus in Luke 19 says this, I've come to seek and save the lost. I always say this, if it's good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. My mandate is to seek and save the lost, to bring healing to people, to love one another, that the world would know that we are his disciples. Matthew 24, verse 4 from the English Standard Version. And Jesus answered them. I always love that. And Jesus is speaking. See that no one leads you astray. Oh, what a word of sanity for this season. L- that no one would lead us astray. Amen. Don't be led astray. Hear the voice of Jesus right now. Stay steadfast. I love it. I love it that as a church, our mandate is eyes on Jesus and and just get busy building the kingdom of God and bring sanity. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear wars and rumours of war so that you are not alarmed, for this might take place, but the end is not yet For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. I'm going to jump a little bit. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Can I say, can I prophesy to us this morning? Don't let your first love grow cold. Don't get distracted. Don't let fear dominate what's happening right now. But let the love of Jesus, the return of the King, be the focus, the mandate, the, the, the reason for living that you and I are caught right now. Stay focused, my friend. Stay, stay absolutely eyeball to eyeball with Jesus and it will do you good. And I love this little bit. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. That's what we're on about. We're on about the gospel of the kingdom, the salvation. You know, if he does come back, if this is the end time, so be it, because we are so ready to meet Jesus and our mandate is to bring as many people with us from the kingdom of darkness in the kingdom of God. What's your mandate? What's your mandate? Because I've, I sometimes I think we need to resolve what is our mandate. What's your calling? Can I encourage you, if you don't have one, let the mandate of knowing Jesus and make him known be your mandate today. Would you jump with me right now to Matthew 24, Matthew 25. If Matthew 24 speaks of signs of the end times, as we've just seen, Matthew 25, through three amazing parables, helps us prepare for the return of the Lord. And I love this. Three amazing parables. Now, for time's sake, I can't share on all of them. I will briefly mention the second and the third, but I want to focus on the first one, Matthew 25. Here we go. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamp and went, went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. I wrote under my Bible, stupid, but maybe we can't use that word. And five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamp, they took no oil with them. Would you underline that? Took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks, plural, of oil with their lamps. Underline that. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became a little bit drowsy and a little bit sleepy. But at midnight, there was a cry, here comes the bridegroom. Can you imagine, church, the day that we're going to see Jesus up here? Come on. We're going to see Jesus face to face. This is what excites me. Hopefully it's exciting you in your living rooms today. The return of the Lord. Here comes the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, And they fully said to the wise... Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones answered, saying, Since there will be not enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going out to buy it, the bridegroom arrived. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly I say to you, I do not know you. What's therefore for you know neither the day or the hour. What a scripture. What a scripture. And, it, and it's a it's a sobering scripture, isn't it? It's a, it's, it's such a, 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 a bold statement for the Lord to say, I don't know you. Imagine, I couldn't think of anything worse, church, than given my life to Jesus and not been part of the marriage feast of the Lamb. So let's look at this parable. First of all, the five wise virgins were prepared for his arrival. These were utterly focused on his return. They were focused on what I would call on the eternal, not the temporal. They were ready for the return of the Lord. It says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, then everything else will be added to you. You know what sadly we do? Can I be honest with you? Too often we seek everything else and then we put Jesus at the end of the equation. I felt the Lord saying to us, seek first the kingdom of God. Come back to the Lord. Come back to the Father's love. Don't be intimidated by fear. Don't listen to all the other stuff. Yes, they're happening, but let's be focused on Jesus these five virgins were ready, excited. They were busy. They were joyful. As a Christian, we should be full of the joy of the Lord. He's coming, He's coming. They shouted, He's coming soon. They were not distracted by what was happening around them. They had no fear that He wouldn't come. The Bible says, I will come. These five virgins were certain of His return. Are you certain about his return? The word of God says he will. Can you settle in your heart? No matter what happens, I have the peace of God this morning. let just right now, as I preach, the peace of God bring just, just the most amazing, supernatural blessing into your life. Let me just stop for a minute. Lord, I just ask right now, King Jesus, would you just outpour your shalom peace? Upon every home right now. Fill every home with the joy of the Lord. Father, we rebuke fear because perfect love cast out fear. Amen. No longer how long it would take, these virgins were prepared. They had flasks of oil. I love that. They had the main ingredient. You know, a lamp, as good as it looks, and you can trim the wick all around it without the oil, it's useless. Now, this is going to offend you. A church without the oil of the Spirit is dead. I so love the word from Gabby last week, how we need the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit right now. I, I, I think we, more than any time before, we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit. These five virgins, it says plural, that we're so prepared that we're going to be caught out without the main ingredient. We can trim the wicks. We can look religious. We can do all the religious aesthetics. But if you don't have the oil or the spirit, we are dead inside. We are dead inside. And you know, we are called to be a lighthouse to the nations. We are called to shine in this season. Not to be a dead lamp, but to be full of the light of the love of Jesus. Amen. Now, the oil in the, in the Bible is very much a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And I love this from Luke 4. The Spirit, this is Jesus, this is His Magna Carta. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The Spirit, the anointing, the Meshach of God, the anointing of God is upon me, says Jesus. For He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Here we go again, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. And recover of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Amen. Fear. Fear keeps you oppressed. Fear of dragons and antichrist and all this stuff will shrink you. Can I say be free today. Let the Spirit of the Lord come right now. Come to the Father's arms right now. Run to Him right now. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Jesus was preaching his his kind of his calling card. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let's be prepared. Let's be men and women at Melbourne Lights Church and wherever you're watching from, that this would be our mandate. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. On the children this morning, on the youth this morning, let the anointing come upon you. He's anointed you to preach good news. To set the captives free this morning. Acts 10.38. I love this. And how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Our mandate is to bring freedom to people, not to keep them in bondage. Please, please. I I understand we all have opinions and whatever, but can we keep people free? Can we keep people sane? Our neighbors, our oikos, our world needs the church at its best. This is our time to shine. So rise up in love, not fear. That we're ready for the return of the Lord. How beautiful. Ephesians 5.18. It says, And do not get drunk on wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 2, 4, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. Some of you, I pray this morning, maybe, just maybe, the Lord wants to anoint you with the gift of tongues. I was walking at the Cooter Park this week and I started to sing in tongues and a lady stopped me. He said, excuse me, I love that, 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 that singing. He said, I think I know what you're singing. He said, is that what some people call the gift of Tongues. And she said, How do I get it? How do I get it? So, can I say to you this morning, sing in tongues, let your neighbors hear it. Start filling the house with the joy of the Lord, not the sound of fear. Let it be the sound of music, the music of the return of the king. On the other side of this great parable, there are five silly, stupid, foolish, unprepared virgins. No oil. They had the same lamp. They trimmed the whip. They did all the religious functions. They looked good on the outside, but they missed the right ingredient. They had a little bit of oil, but they didn't have a preparation. I want to say in this time, this is not the time to be burnt out with fear and anxiety and look around. Let the oil of gladness fill you. In his presence, one of the elders said this morning, there is fullness of joy. Get filled with the oil. Fill your families. Anoint your kids with oil. Can I say that? Anoint yourself with oil. Live your life from a place of oil. There was no supernatural, no expectancy for the things to come. They were so focused on the temporal and not the eternal. What a travesty. They were preoccupied with their own needs, with their own fear, their own thing that they missed the very banquet that they should have been part of. I couldn't think of anything worse, church. My dear friends, to go at the wedding feast of the Lamb and him saying to me, Paul Zanata, I never knew you. You know what? It's not going to happen. He's going to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter my rest. Let's party for the rest of eternity. Can I say to you today, don't. Be like these five foolish virgins. Today is the day of reckoning. Today is the day for you to realign your focus. Take the the lenses of fear off and get prepared for the return of the Lord. Get busy with the Father's business. You and I are called to be busy with the Father's business. To build the kingdom of God to bring sight to the blind to bring healing to people to bring people to Jesus to make radical disciples you want to know you, you want to know how to reduce fear the more you get filled with love there's very little room inside of you for anything else when you're filled with the joy of the lord Time is running out. Very briefly, the second parable is the parable of talents. We've preached a bit on this lately. But a master went away and he gave to three of his servants one five, one two, and one one talent. Those with two, those with uh, five and two multiplied them. See, in the kingdom of God, when you're motivated by love, you respond by multiplication, by giving it all away. You can't outgive God. That's why it's good to be generous when we bring our tithes and our offerings and our talents. We don't bury them. We use them for the return of the Lord so we can build his kingdom in preparation for that. Don't be like the one who buried the one talent. And if you, yes, you are a one talent person, that's great. Put it to, to fruition today. Can I say that? Don't let fear say, oh, it's only one talent, so I compare it with other people. No. Wow, Lord, I get to use one talent to see your kingdom come in preparation for your return. Be faithful. Be faithful in the talent. Everything you have, can I remind us this morning? Everything that I have is because he gave it to you in the first place. Everything I have, it's his. If he takes it away, it was never mine. My possessions, my house, my job, everything. Even if he takes me home today, It was always his and for his glory. The third one, the third quickly um, parable is the one of the sheep and the goats. And uh, basically, uh, he, he says this, Sons and daughters know and follow the heart. Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, insomuch as you did it to one of these, you did it to me. Here's the difference in this third parable. Sheep know the voice of the Father. Sheep always go about the business of King Jesus. Sheep always, and it's a reference to sons and daughters versus highlings. Highlings. Sons and daughters always want to please King Jesus. Sons and daughters says, thy will be done. But highlings, it's always about me, myself, and I. What's in it for me? How can I protect me? How can I... You know, my, my little Uga booga world. How can I close myself in my little castle and protect my little castle instead of building and living free in the kingdom of God? Can you see the difference? When we live full of the love of God in preparation for his return, everything belongs to the Lord. Fear doesn't dominate my thinking. I am free. The Bible reminds us, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, is free indeed. Point number three. All right, I think we are running nearly out of time. Come on, let's bring this thing home. Are you blessed this morning? Are you filled with the love of Jesus? Number three. So we looked at the promise, we looked at the preparation, and finally, the pain for not taking the return of the king seriously. Five foolish virgins missed out. Missed out because they were unprepared. They got busy. They they used the blessings. They did not use their talents. They stopped hearing the voice of God. They ran out of the oil of the Spirit. They missed out. At the wedding feast of the Lamb. Today, don't be like that. Say, Jesus, fill me with oil. Use my talents. Here I am. Let the Holy Spirit come into your living room right now, wherever you're watching. And maybe you've made other things your priority. Can I encourage us this morning? Come back to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He loves you. We love you. We, we're in this together. And understand, these are hard times. These are difficult times. We're not minimising this. These are difficult times. I'm not enjoying lockdown number six. If nothing, I can't even go fishing that I love. But you know what? God's given me opportunities to share the love of Jesus. Rejection. Imagine the guy with one talent. God says, I never knew you. Let's be part of the people that the Lord embraces that we are doing the kingdom of God. And the biggest pain is eternal separation. I look forward to be with Jesus for the rest of my life, like the five virgins, the guys who the defied the two talents, the sheep in this story, are all part of the same story. Get ready for the return of, the, of, of King Jesus and, and get busy right now. All right. The prize for living ready. Are you ready? Let's bring it home. When we are full of the oil of the Spirit and ignites the Word of God and our prayer life and our worship life, the oil of the Spirit brings the Word of God, this book, alive in our spirit. And we feel, we we, we feed our mind and our spirit with the truth of God, not the lies of Satan. It brings wisdom. Oh my goodness, do we need wisdom in this time? The oil of the Spirit brings wisdom. It brings wisdom assurance of salvation. It brings a confidence about His return, the wedding feast of the Lamb. It helps us manifest the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit in this world. The anointing, it says in the Old Testament, breaks the heavy yoke. You know that the anointing of God, the oil of God, it brings the joy of the Lord. We need to be joyful Christians. Can I say that? Not lemon-sucking Christians. Let's reflect the joy of the Lord. Let's reflect the beauty of the Lord. Let's reflect all the glorious things of the Lord. Can we do that? In spite of our fear, let the joy of the Lord conquer our fear. So outside of me, I can bring the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. We are committed to that as an eldership. We've seen loss come to Jesus because of the anointing. It helps us see the poor, the lost and the broken. For the love of Jesus. All right, here's some activations and then I'm going to pray and then I'm going to pass back to Matt and Elodie. In these days of COVID, of lockdown, of fear and anxiety, ask the Holy Spirit, bring your fears and your anxiety to the altar and say, Lord, would you change my fears and bring them back to love, my first love? Number two, Help me see the lost and the broken through a perspective, through the lenses of love in return of the King. Let me be excited for the return of Jesus, not fearful of his second coming. Let me focus on the big picture that no matter what comes, I trust you. This is a word for somebody right now. Do you trust King Jesus? I get tested with that all the time. Do you trust him? And if you don't, would you repent today and say, Lord, in this season, I've stopped trusting you. I've listened to the voice of fear. Will you forgive me? And watch his love flood you one more time. And thirdly, let us keep our eyes on the Lord. Stay focused on Jesus. All right, a little bit of homework. Are you ready for this? So your homework, your mission, should you choose this week, comes from 1 Kings 17, verse 8 onwards. It's the story of the widow of Zarephath. I'm not quite sure if that's how you say it. Zarephath, but sounds good to me. It's a wonderful story about Elijah, the prophet of God, and a widow who had nothing left but a little bit of flour and a bit of oil. What happens when we bring our empty vessels, when we bring our vessels of fear, of anxiety, of depression, of whatever is happening, and let the love of Jesus fill them up with the oil of gladness? I want you to go and look at this scripture, look at this beautiful thing, and see what happens at the end, and let it be a prophetic declaration that those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame that he is our Jehovah Jireh, Genesis 22. He's got a ram in the thicket for you this morning. He's got a ram in the thicket. Shall we pray right now? King Jesus, thank you for the opportunity that uh, the eldership have given me this morning to bring your word. And Lord, we are so excited about the return of the king. In these uncertain times, in these times of much fear and division, much uh, in, in, in all things happening around us, and even rumors of war and pestilence, Lord, we need your Holy Spirit to keep our eyes on you this morning. Father, if we are riddled with fear, would you heal us this morning? I pray right now that that if you are full of fear right now, why don't you say, Jesus, heal me right now? Perfect love. Cast out fear. And if you've been distracted with all the temporal stuff and all the voices and all these rumours and all this stuff happening, why don't you once again pick up the mandate of the gospel of the kingdom to know Jesus and to make him known in preparation for his return. And thirdly, I pray that you would start being so excited for the day that you will meet Jesus face to face. Oh, what a day that will be. What a day that will be? I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord would shine his face upon you and that each one of you right now would receive a double portion of the oil of the Holy Spirit and be filled with the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.